0: Self proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only Edgar Avila. Hello again. Welcome. Welcome back again. Welcome to the first timers And for not the first timers Welcome back to another episode of Snug Wrestling A very special episode of Snug Wrestling Podcast This is episode number 38 With me, your host, Edgar I had to take a break from modern wrestling After seeing Dynamite And after seeing how NXT has been going I just, I couldn't do it I couldn't do it mentally I had to take a break So I did I didn't watch Friday Night Smackdown either Which is why this recording is coming out a little bit later than usual because i just wasn't interested in watching smackdown last week jay uso he said he was out of the wwe he said he's out of the bloodline he said he's out of smackdown so i don't even think the bloodline was scheduled to be on this smackdown so smackdown took a break from the bloodline and really other than a couple other things on that show like la night i was just not interested in seeing what was happening if the bloodline was on the show because i didn't really hear anything about them i just heard about edge i heard about la Knight being uh in the number one contenders match but other than that i didn't really feel the need to watch smackdown this week so i didn't but i did something else for you guys but before that if you guys want to keep me updated on what's going on with smackdown please do so at snug wrestling on instagram tiktok facebook wherever you are but i went ahead and i did something else and i had a little bit of fun with this and this is an idea that i've been thinking about trying to put it together to see how i can do this and let me tell you guys about my thought process here so we have smackdown coming up next month september 29th which is actually my birthday So that was perfect. They're going to be here in Sacramento, California, in my hometown, in the Golden One Arena. So my wife and I, we got tickets and we're ready to go. And to kind of get me pumped for this SmackDown, I decided to go back and time a little trip down memory lane and watch some old wrestling matches that went down here in Sacramento. So I went back all the way to 1993. From 1993 to today, Sacramento. Sacramento, California was the home of a lot of great wrestling matches from the WWF, the WWE. So I went back and I picked all my favorite ones from pay-per-views that went down here in Sacramento. So today I'm going to share with you my top five matches that went down in pay-per-view events here in Sacramento, California. So that's what we're going to be doing today. This is something that I actually really enjoyed a whole lot because I got to watch some old school wrestling. Wrestling, which is something that I really like. And it was really refreshing to see that, other than watching the modern stuff. A lot of the modern stuff is good, but most of it right now is really cringe to watch, especially in one company. I'm not going to say which one, but I actually had really fun with this. And if you guys remember these matches, especially the locals that listen here in Sacramento, I'm only doing five matches. So if there's a match that you guys attended here in SAC from the WWF or WWE, please let me know. I'd be happy to go back and watch it and do a review for those as well. But here are my top five. Here are Snug Wrestling's top five best pay-per-view matches that went down here in Sacramento, California. Starting at number five, I had Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt at Hell in a Cell. No, I'm just kidding. Nope. That is not on my top five. That match was horrible. I was there, but I wish I wasn't even there, but I was, unfortunately. No, number five, I have Randy Orton versus Triple H at the American Bash 2009. This took place in the Arco Arena, and this was a three stages of hell match. This was during a time where Randy Orton was big time healing, and he was feuding with the McMahon family so the McMahon family oddly enough during this time were the baby faces. Randy Orton the Viper the legend killer was going around taking out all of the McMahons including Stephanie, Shane, Mr. McMahon and also Triple H. This is when Randy Orton was football kicking or soccer kicking his opponents in the head knocking them out giving them concussions and just going crazy. Randy was a madman during this time. So Randy Orton he takes out Triple H and then a few weeks later, Triple H returns and Vince McMahon sets the match for the American Bash. Triple H versus Randy Orton. The first fall is a regular wrestling match. The second fall is a false count anywhere. And the third fall is a stretcher match. So the match starts and this is a grudge match. Randy Orton took out Triple H's wife, Stephanie, with an RKO. Booted Vince McMahon in the head, his father-in-law. So Triple H is coming back with some anger. Triple H loses the first fall he disqualified himself because he couldn't help himself and he hit Randy Orton over the head with a chair so Randy Orton got the first fall. Triple H gets the second fall and pins Randy Orton outside of the ring. The third fall is the stretcher match. Now this is a very odd stipulation this is one that we don't really get to see the point of the stretcher match is you have to weaken your opponent and put your opponent on a stretcher and push the stretcher up the ramp to the stage and cross a yellow line so there was a couple false finishes here with the stretcher where triple h tried to push randy orton over that yellow line but randy orton would jump off last minute randy orton would do the same so there was a couple close calls there but the final one or Triple H was about to cross that yellow line, none other than the American Dream, Cody Rhodes, who was at the time part of a faction with Randy Orton, along with Ted DiBiase Jr. They both come out and attack Triple H to help Randy Orton. but then Triple H gets the sledgehammer, takes out both Cody and DiBiase, but that causes a distraction for Randy Orton to take advantage. Randy Orton takes out Triple H with the chair, throws him on the stretcher, and crosses the yellow line. This was... for the world heavyweight championship so randy orton ended up retaining but it doesn't end there while randy orton was celebrating triple h gets the last laugh and hits randy orton in the face with the sledgehammer and down randy orton goes and he sells that perfectly so that was number five uh, on my list i was actually there in 2009 with my little brother i was how long ago was that i was like that was like 14 years ago 14 i believe yeah so I had to include that match for that reason. And a lot of memories here, a lot of good memories. And at number four, Snug Wrestling's favorite pay-per-view match that went down here in Sacramento, California was Marty Jannetty versus Shawn Michaels at the Royal Rumble 1993 in the Arco Arena. This match was one that I had to include in my top five because this goes back to the very iconic moment where Shawn Michaels turns on Marty Jannetty giving him a super kick in the barbershop with Brutus the barber beefcake now this is something that people still talk about today we saw I'm sure everyone saw the dark side of the ring episode on Marty Jannetty and this was a big deal in wrestling so this match that went down in Sacramento was the fallout of all of that that's one of the matches that went down with this Marty Jannetty versus Shawn Michaels feud and I'm such a mark when it comes to these things like the fact that one of their matches went down here in my hometown town of Sacramento is amazing to me. I get excited over shit like that. So, the first person to come out the ring is sensational Sherry, but people don't know whose corner she's going to be in. Is she going to be in Marty's corner? Is she going to be in Sean's corner? And these are two former partners, two former best friends that know each other so well and I'm sure everyone knows the story because this is a feud that again, it's still talked about today. And the people in the Arco Arena here in Sac, they're really pumped for this. They they want to see marty janetti get his payback and they want to see janetti get his revenge on sean michaels sean michaels he's selling really good for marty janetti and he's really getting him over near the end of the match sherry slaps sean michaels and there's, there's a big pop for that because no one really knew where sherry stood in all of this is she still with sean or is she gonna be with marty but no sh- sherry turns on sean michaels slaps him big pop and then she tries to get involved again tries to hit sean michaels with the shoe but misses and accidentally hits marty Jannetty. sean michaels gives marty Jannetty a super kick and then wins one two three this was for the intercontinental championship as well so sean michaels he ended up retaining here but it was such a good match a historic match if you ask me and that was number four on my list and at number three you guys that really know me you guys are going to be really surprised about This one because this was No Mercy 2016 in the Golden One Arena. Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. And this is for the Intercontinental Championship. And also, this is for Dolph Ziggler's career. So, a lot on the line here in this match. And I know what you guys are thinking. Edgar, you don't even like The Miz. How are you going to put The Miz or one of his matches top three on your list? And here's why it told such a good story. The Miz and Ziggler—they've had multiple matches before this pay-per-view where the Miz would cheat and he would outsmart Dolph Ziggler. And this was during the time where the Miz was the champion for a very long time, for over 160 days. And Ziggler—he was starting to be that main event jobber that we know now. He was taking L after L, and Ziggler was was starting to doubt himself so much so that Ziggler was sick of it, and he. He was done with it he was getting ready to just throw the towel in but he gave the miz an offer he can't refuse put your intercontinental championship up one more time and i'm going to put up my career so of course the miz being the heel that he is that's an offer he can't refuse and the miz accepted so the match was set for no mercy here in sacramento california the match started off with the miz getting offense and the crowd tries to cheer on dolph ziggler and the miz is all over Dolph the Miz tries to cheat to win just like he has before on their other matches but this time it doesn't really work for the Miz. Maurice is out there also and tries to get involved multiple times by distracting the referee. The Miz takes off the turnbuckle behind the referee's back and then throws Dolph Ziggler into the exposed turnbuckle gives him the powerbomb but Dolph Ziggler kicks out and the fans pop big and for this match I know on paper Dolph Ziggler versus the Miz it doesn't really sound like a a very exciting match but the people for this match were all for it they were behind Dolph Ziggler they were booing the Miz it had a great story and the people were eating this up and so was I honestly Marie sprays Dolph Ziggler the Miz gives Dolph Ziggler the school crushing finale and luckily Dolph Ziggler gets his foot on the rope at the very last split second and then the spirit squad come out they brought back the spirit squad to remind Dolph Ziegler of how shitty his career has been. If you guys remember, Dolph Ziggler started off with the Spirit Squad, one of the goofiest gimmicks in WWE, and not a lot of people's favorite. The Miz gives another school crushing finale. Dolph Ziggler kicks out again. The referee kicks out Maurice and the Spirit Squad of Ringside, and that distracts the Miz. Dolph Ziggler takes advantage, gives the Miz a big super kick, and wins 1 2 3. New Intercontinental Champion and also gets to keep his career. And the crowd goes wild. The atmosphere for this match was crazy. This wasn't even the main event for this pay-per-view. No mercy. The show started off with John Cena, AJ Styles, and Dean Ambrose in a triple threat match. And the main event was Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. But this was my favorite match of the whole entire show. And Dolph Ziggler, he's always been one of my favorites. I mean, he's really underrated. I don't think he gets enough credit so it was good to see him in the spot and it was good to see him win especially over someone like the miz that a lot of people don't really like and number two was judgment day 2001 in the arco arena and it was stone cold steve austin versus the undertaker for the wwf world heavyweight title and this is a anything goes no holds bar match during this time stone cold was corporate stone cold this was heel Stone Cold, that was part of the corporation and was also the defending world heavyweight title and also one half of the tag team titles. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and Triple H were the tag team champions during this time. So, Austin was a double champion and Austin was going around taking everyone out, attacking everyone, including JR, and was really going crazy during this time. Undertaker, he gets sick and tired of it and he's going to put a stop to stone cold's madness and stone cold started messing with the undertaker in ways that you don't really mess with especially when it comes to someone like the undertaker undertaker cuts a promo and said that someone from cincinnati pd called him and said that his wife was in a car wreck and was seriously injured well it turned out that this was something that austin did just to mess with undertaker so of course undertaker you don't mess with his family and attack stone cold steve austin And this was that very crazy moment that I'm sure a lot of people remember. Undertaker ends up throwing Stone Cold through glass. Undertaker continues the attack, which causes the paramedics to take Stone Cold Steve Austin in the ambulance to take him to the hospital. But it doesn't end there. Triple H and Austin, they're in the back of the ambulance and they tell the driver to go, 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 hurry. But the driver ends up being none other than the Undertaker himself. So this is definitely a grudge match. This is definitely something serious that can only be settled in a match like this one anything goes no holds bar and because this is corporate austin mr mcmahon he's the first one to come out to this match jr and paul Heyman, the wise man were surprised by mr mcmahon's appearance and mr mcmahon joins the commentary booth stone cold steve austin comes out and he gets a mixture of boo and a mixture of a pop Which reminded me of the reaction that CM Punk is getting nowadays And this is a jump start, But of course it should be Because this is not only the main event But this is a grudge match So this makes perfect sense There was no other jump starts in this event This was the only one And this was when little stuff like that was protected back in the day And Undertaker, he's beating the shit out of Stone Cold All over the arena, outside of the ring, in the stage area and also in the ring as well and Austin selling for the Undertaker as a heel is just something great and unusual that you don't normally see. Austin starts working on Undertaker's knee to keep the big man down and how Paul Heyman likes to put it he's dissecting Taker's leg and Austin gets big time heat on Undertaker for a while during this match but Undertaker comes back and gives Austin a big choke slam through the English announce table not the Spanish announce table this time surprisingly and Vince McMahon Gets involved, he distracts Undertaker to give Austin some time to recover, and then Austin hits Undertaker with the monitor. Undertaker does a little blade job there, but at least is not in front of the camera, and he gets some juice. Austin hits Undertaker with the big chair shot and a stunner, but it doesn't end there. Undertaker kicks out, and here comes Austin's tag team partner, Triple H. Undertaker takes out Triple H with a chair, hits Austin again with the chair, but this time Vince McMahon breaks the count undertaker gets vince mcmahon in a corner austin swings the chair at taker but misses and accidentally hits vince mcmahon instead kane comes out to help his brother the undertaker but he's too late austin gets the pin and retains the world heavyweight title one two three and this was a really great match it was a really good story you have two of the greats austin and undertaker it doesn't get any better than that you also have mr mcmahon involved you have triple h involved amazing this was 2001 i was 10 years. Years old when this happened, and I was actually supposed to go to this. Some of my friends from school, they were going with their parents, they had an extra ticket, but my dad didn't let me go. And I still have a lot of heat with my dad because of that. I've never forgiven him for that. I have been to many wrestling shows, and he my dad he did take me to some. I've seen everyone. I've seen Lesnar, I've seen The Rock, I've seen Kane, John Cena, I've seen everyone. I've seen all the greats, Randy Orton, but the only person that I never got to see was was the undertaker i know out of all people one of the best ones the undertaker i never got to see him unfortunately and now he's retired so i have a lot of heat with my dad because of that but oh well it is what it is So that was number two, Snug Wrestling's top number one match from a pay-per-view here in Sacramento, California is Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. No, I'm just kidding again. Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon. This was at the 1993 Royal Rumble for the WWF World Heavyweight title. And this was such a great match despite the story behind this match and why this even came about or how this even came about it doesn't even matter because of how good this match was i didn't even care to know what the feud is here if these two guys just go out in the ring and just have a cold match for no reason it would be great either way and this match was was amazing there's just a lot of things here that we don't really see nowadays a whole lot and it's the little things like razor ramon He's the bigger guy compared to Bret Hart. Bret Hart, he's a lot smaller compared to Razor. So that was the selling point of this match. So Razor Ramon, he's overpowering Bret Hart in this match. Bret Hart, he tries to get the figure four early in this match, but he can't because Razor Ramon, he's too big. His legs are too wide. His legs are too long. So Bret Hart, he can't do his finisher on Razor Ramon, which that can be a big problem for Bret Hart. If he can't hit his finisher, how is he going to win this match? Bret Hart decides, okay, I'm I'm gonna work on Razor's legs. I'm gonna work on the knee. And Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon they do a really good job of explaining this tactic and explaining what Brett's Hart's strategy is. He needs to take out the big man's legs. And also Bret Hart's parents, Stu Hart and Helen Hart, they're ringside. And the way that Razor Ramon throws Bret Hart against the ropes and throws Bret Hart against the turnbuckles using all of his force and just the way that Bret Hart sells it when he hits that corner turnbuckle. Oh my god you can see the power that Razor Ramon has and Bret Hart does a really good job of selling that power. And Razor Ramon, he's in control during this match. Bret Hart is mostly fighting from underneath. Bret gets some offense on Razor, tries to get the sharpshooter, but again, even after all the damage Bret Hart has done to Razor, he still can't get the figure four locked in. But somehow Bret Hart manages to lock in the sharpshooter finally, and the referee calls for the bell. Bret Hart retains the World Heavy title and the finish it wasn't pretty but it was effective this was a struggle this didn't look like a choreographed spot show this was two guys trying to win and this match was amazing to see and that was my favorite match out of all of these five matches and this was snug wrestling's number one match that went down here in sacramento california in the arco arena and this was really fun i really liked doing this i really like going back and i watched this all on the peak the peacock is so great they have everything they have all these old pay-per-views they have stuff from the territories they have the nwa they have the world-class wrestling they have smoky mountain they have everything there so you gotta love the peacock i love the peacock <laughs> Uh, You guys know what I mean. The the peacock, the peacock, the, you know, the wrestling. But those are my five matches I went down here in Sacramento, California. I'm probably going to be doing this more often because this was really fun to see. Had to take a break from the modern stuff. Let me know what you guys think at Snug Wrestling. And if you guys want me to do one for your city, I'd be down to do that as well. So let me know. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk soon.